What's up, y'all? This is Jason. Hey, it's Josh. Welcome to season three. Say that to say say this. this. (laughs) What's up, y'all? It is Jason. Welcome to Say That to Say This. Uh, my co-host Josh is not with me today. I really don't know what he's doing right now, man. If y'all find him or y'all see him out somewhere on this Friday, let me know. Let us know so he could be in the studio with us because we do have a special guest today. But nah, just joking. Shout out to Josh. He couldn't make it in today, man. But we're still excited. And we're excited to have y'all a part of this particular episode. So today, man, I have a good friend. Um, this brother probably doesn't realize how much he encourages me. Um, just seeing his beat and his path, you know what I mean? Like, I knew his stepfather. Like, it's just some history, you know what I'm saying, that make, you know, this moment even for me kind of special. So, we got Malik with me, man. How you doing, brother? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. I see you got the the waves busting. And, you know, that ain't no Hawaiian silky, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. natural. Man. natural, man. All right, for those that don't know what a Hawaiian silky is, you know what I mean? We used to put them in our head back in the day, you know what I'm saying? And this is how you get good hurt, but he got naturally good hurt. That's what we talking about. <laughs> but, man, like, again, man, it's good to see you, man. I, I think about you all the time, you know, encouraged by, you know, just seeing your growth. Like, you've always been a solid dude, you know what I mean? But let's start off, man, by just tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where you from, you know what I mean? All of that, just a little bit about your background. Well, I'm from St. Louis, and like growing up, man, like I'm, I had like a rough, rough childhood growing up, man. You know, basically, my my father he was locked up, and like my mother, she basically had to do everything on her own, and like so growing up, I I moved around a lot, and you know, I seen a lot of different things, man. So, hmm. yeah. what well, high school did you go to? Man, what's crazy? Well, I graduated. From uh, Triple C, that school not even around no more. But I went to three different high schools because wow. I I moved around so much. So my yeah. freshman year I went to uh, Hazelwood East. Okay. Then my sophomore year I went to Imagine. Imagine not even open no more. Hmm. Then my junior and senior year I went to Triple C. Okay. And Triple C that's closed down now. So wow. Um, and I, that's all I did was moved around growing up. That's crazy, man. So tell me this, like for those that are listening, like when you think about how you grew up and how that impacted you, how did that impact or affect the way that you saw the world around you? Like, did you feel like you had the possibility to escape where you were? Um, Or did you feel even a need to escape where you were? um, Yeah, um, I'll say that. um, But I always knew, like, the stuff I grew up around, I didn't want to be like that. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, seeing seeing my daddy going, you know, back and forth to jail and seeing a bunch of crime and stuff like that, I'm just like, you know, it got to be another way out. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to live like that, man. So, right, yeah, I feel, I definitely feel like it was a, a need to escape all of the madness, you know, that was going on around me growing up. Definitely. Well, with all that pressure around you, like, I'm, you know, would it be safe to assume that in some ways you succumbed to some of what was going around you? Did you at any point see yourself in some ways becoming a product of the environment that you was in? 
Yeah, most definitely, especially like my my younger years, man. Like <laughs> when I was in the Normandy school district, I used to get in all type of trouble, skipping right. school, fighting all type right, of stuff. Right. So when I was telling you earlier that moving around, I moved around a lot. I actually think that kind of helped me you know, mm. getting out of the Normandy school district because I think if I would have stayed in that school district, I would have probably been a totally different person. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Well, man, fast forward, I know, you know, your upbringing was what it was. Like, you managed to, you know, be able to still kind of, I, I say some people, like, we grow up in the hood, but we don't necessarily grow up doing the things that everybody around us do. But we familiar with it. We are aware, you know what I'm saying? We still are trying to wrestle, wrestle against the temptations, you know what I mean? But fast forward, you ended up coming to Mission St. Louis. And what brought you to Mission St. Louis at that point? Feel, I, I felt like at that time I, I needed guidance. Um, I was fresh out of high, high school, like a couple years mm-hmm. out of graduating high school, and I, I really didn't have no direction, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like I needed some, you know, some like some resources and you know things that could help me out as I, you know, from, from boyhood to manhood. So yeah. I definitely felt like coming to Mission St. Louis it, it helped me out a lot. You know, help me find a job, all type of stuff. So, yeah. Well, man, that was a real mature decision. You know what I'm saying? And I done been in circumstances like growing up, you know, similar, you know, situation like you grew up in. And, um, you know, caused me to do a lot of things that I don't, I don't want to necessarily say I regret, regret because I feel like what I've experienced kind of shaped and molded me into who I am. I also feel like that's what built me for the work that I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, had I not ever sold drugs or did drugs or shotguns or duck gunshots, like, those are the things that kind of made me or built me for the work that I do. So now, like, after coming through Mission St. Louis, like, what are the things you feel like, if you had to pick three things that you feel like you walked away with that kind of have stuck with you, what would those three things be? Um, Let me see. And it don't have to be three, but, you know what I mean? Well, definitely... Um, it helped me from like I said, just just, just being. I mean, I can't really name through things, but I'll just say, it just prepared me for life. You know, just mm. knowing that every you know, it, just, it, it it held me accountable. Like I remember when I was when um when we was in the program. Well, when I was in the program, and um, I remember we like we had to do an internship. You know, just <laughs> just just. Getting up, you know, going to a job, you know, just just seeing what it's like, you know, to to be in the real world. Like it, it just helped me prepare for that and just stand on top of everything. Mm-hmm. So now was that your first time working? Yeah, that was my wow, first time. Wow, that's crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. So how did it feel? Like yo, for for those that don't know, the way that our program works or worked at the time that Malik went through it, it was a six week program that would spend those first three weeks kind of. Mm-hmm focusing on soft skills and really just going through classes to help kind of invest in them um, about not just gaining employment, but also being able to maintain that employment. And once they would reach into the third week of the program, they would start an internship with a local business that we would have relationship with. And they would go work with that company two days a week. That company would send us a report card on them like every week. And then we'd sit down and it's funny because I'm laughing just even thinking about it. But we would sit down and just go over like, 
you know, different things that was going on at that place of employment. So what Malik is speaking about is his first internship that he was able to do going through the program. Do you remember who your internship was with? Oh, Centos. Centos. <laughs> no, uh, still working for them now. <laughs> that's crazy. Now, it's been, how long has it been? That was five years ago. Five years ago, man. Five like, years ago. One of the reasons, bro, that you encourage me so much is because, one, doing this kind of work, it, it can be discouraging from time to time. Like, everybody don't go through. Everybody don't be, quote, unquote, successful by other people's terms. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I've seen even guys lose their lives. Like, I've had to attend funerals for dudes that, you know, I watched them graduate and walk across the stage. Like, but I feel like you have always had, like, it's just something in you, bro. Like, you got something special in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that... Even when I first met you, like, I could just tell, like, you quiet, you mild-mannered. I mean, but I know you got a bull in you, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you found a way to just kind of navigate being the youngest dude there. So my question is, like, going through Centos, working at that particular place, you've been there all of this time, like, um, how have you been able to build relationships in that company? Like, how are you feeling about where you work? Yeah, most definitely, um... Yeah, I definitely built a lot of relationships up there. You know, I got close friends there, I could say, you know, got friends I you know, we meet up, go work out at the gym, all type of stuff. So yeah, um Yeah, man, I could say I could say I I, I like where I work at right now. If you had to say something like, you know, considering where you were, like you said, you was in a position at one point where you getting kicked out of school, you skipping school, you fighting, you getting in trouble, like for the person that would have looked at you then, right, and said, like, this dude ain't gonna do nothing, go nowhere, be nothing, you know what I mean? Um, what would you say you needed at that point? Like, what would you say to that person? Or what would you say to your younger self now? Like, if you had to talk to Malik that was 14, 15 years old, tripping, getting kicked out of school, what would you say to Malik knowing what you know now? Just don't try to fit in. Mm. I, I felt like that's what I was doing a lot. Um, my younger days, just wanting to fit in, being being something that I'm not, you know. And I, I feel like they they're going a lot, you know, these days. So, um, mm. you know, just just stay in your lane, you know, and just well, whatever is you, you. I just feel like sometimes, and you know, in our community, you know, sometimes kind of get laughed that you know if you a nerd or whatever right. but it's not it's nothing wrong with that it's, right. it's nothing wrong with you know being a nerd reading books and stuff like that so mm. that, that's what i say to my you know to my younger self don't Definitely. be a follower authenticity man it's okay to be who you are yeah. you know what i mean I, I believe that identity leads to purpose and purpose leads to destiny you know so the more you know who you are that's going to lead you to what you're supposed to be doing you know what I mean? And then, of course, destiny should lead to legacy. Like, you know, what you leave behind, like how people see you, view you. You know what I mean? The things that you care about. Like, you know, because growing up, how we grew up, we see you so used to having nothing that the only desire you got is to have something. <laughs> yeah. Like, you feel like your only purpose. When you that broke, you just feel like my only purpose in life, dog, is to one day have something. You know what I'm saying? Like... So, you know, to be able to see that it's more than just what you possess and what you grab, you know what I mean? And even a legacy you starting to leave for yourself. You was just telling me about, well, before I even jump into your newest accomplishment that you just mentioned, something popped in my head. Um, 
I remember that uh, you working at Centos, and I don't remember if it was somebody else who called me, but I remember, I think somebody else, I ended up having a conversation with them because they thought that there was an issue that existed between you and that person. You remember this? Oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. I remember and, that. Um, and I don't know if you remember what happened in that situation. I think it was like some, some petty stuff, man. I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but what, what was crazy, I don't talk to that person to this day, but, but, me, but me and the um, me and the person, we was cool. Like, we exchanged numbers. You know, we was talking to, you know, once upon a time, but I, I don't know how you're doing now. But, right. Yeah, but. And, you know, I remember that he felt like it was some energy from you to him. And um, of course, I know you, so I feel like that ain't even Malik ain't even like. If he doing something, he probably doing it. Like he ain't in the mid, you know what I mean? I'm like, he ain't the type to really be on that. And um, you know, just being able to step in, communicate. I remember y'all talking, and you being like, "Nah, oh, bro, like that ain't what it is." And you know, that's part of why we do what we do. You know what I mean? Because we don't end up in situations. Sometimes there's a perceived threat that ain't even a real threat. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was good to be able to mediate that situation and that did not to lead to something right, else. Right, you know what right. I mean? So you've been with Centos now for what, five years, five and a half yep, years? Yeah. So got that job through Mission St. Louis, still been holding it down, um, been killing it, you know. Um, but recently you just did something, man, that's, that's big, like, Talk to me. Yeah, man, I just purchased my first home wow. at, the end, at the end of 2020, so. That's yeah. big, bro. So you own a crib. I own you a are, crib. You are a home <laughs> owner. You know, um, man, like, bro, like, that do my heart so warm. Like, for some people, like, that's listening to me, you may not understand the weight of what this brother just shared, but I'm, I'm going to help you understand. I grew up in a home where my mother never owned anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, she ain't own no house. We rented everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when she ain't had no money, they come get your whole house. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mother never owned anything, never owned a car, none of that stuff. So I remember when I bought my first house. It felt good. Man, I'm like, I'm doing stuff my mama ain't never, you know what I mean? Like, that's a hell of a feeling. So just talk to me a little bit about what that process felt like, what did it feel like, just signing the paperwork. I know you had to stack your look 10, yeah, 15, yeah. 20%. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it was, you know, it, it showed me a lot because I thought you could just, okay, I see this house, I could just go buy it, but now you got to let it sit, you know, for a certain amount of time. They want to see, you know, your, your, your check stubs, all right. type of stuff, man. Into so, income, yeah, you know, yeah. credit scores. Yeah, I'm like, you know, man, man, I thought I could just see a house, all oh, it's perfect to touch. You know, I'll put whatever down, but yeah, man, it just, it, it feel good, you know, to do things like that. I want to get into the, you know, buy more property, you know, and stuff yeah. like that, man. What did your mom say, dog? Like, man, mom. <laughs> <laughs> my mom almost cried, man. She probably did share the tears. She didn't show it to me, but right, right. yeah, man, it just it felt good, man. And I got I got two younger sisters, so I want to show them the way, you know, mm -hmm. show teach them about credit and the importance of having a job and things like that. And eventually, you know, when I had kids, you know, I want to show them the ropes as well. So. Definitely, one of the things we always talk about is how important ownership is, like being in a position where you're the authority over what you have, you know, and, and really a lot of what we do at Mission St. Louis ain't even really about just getting a person a job or just keeping somebody from tripping. It's really about putting people in a position where they understand their value and their worth 
and you could be in a position of owning something. If it does set a standard, now you hold on to that property, you got something to pass down. You know what I mean? That, that could be in your family forever. You know, so it's bigger than just a job. It's bigger than just, you know what I mean? Man, I ain't get locked up. But to see somebody like, it's a difference between living and surviving. Yeah. Like we so used to surviving, dog, like just getting by. It's a different feeling when you feel alive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you feel like I wake up and I got plans and goals and I'm pursuing and accomplishing them. You know what I mean? There's some success. There's some failure. You, there's some victory. You know what I mean? But it's just a good feeling to be alive. Everybody don't relate to their struggle. You know what I'm saying? Of what it means to not just be surviving every day, but to be in a position where, man, I'm living. Like, I wake up and do stuff. Like, do you wake up sometimes in your crib? Like, Damn. Yeah, man, it, it, be, it be feeling good, man. It be, it, it be feeling good. I'm not gonna. I know you didn't deck the thing out. Flat screens all over everywhere. <laughs> did some, made some upgrades to it. Dope, dope. So, what area you, is, is your house located? Actually, um, in North St. Louis. It's not. Wow. Yeah, it's um. That's big. That's big, man. Like. Now, that's big on another front because typically we have some level of success and we like, man, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what's your goal with the property? Do you just want to live in it? Is your goal to eventually flip it, to rent it? Like, yeah, what are you um, trying to do? I think if, if that eventually I probably want to flip it, but I'm not going to lie, man, right now I'm just enjoying it right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, just the feeling of having something, yeah. you know what I mean? That's, that is dope, man. So you living by yourself. Yep. Got how many bedrooms? Three. Hey, he done went all the way out. Golly, I might need a space, man. I might, sometimes I need a place to lay my head, man. But nah, man, again, like, just, it's really good to catch up and just to kind of see where you are, you know, and see, like, your process, you know what I mean, along the way. And, you know, and, and want to see that you still at it, bro. If I had anything to say to you, it would be that I don't care what we've invested into you, bro. Like, for, at least for me, I could definitely speak for myself, like, like, that's the reason I do what I do. Like, because I'm just as broken as everybody else. You know, I haven't arrived. There is no place you arrive to. You know what I mean? Like, we all got to keep going until, you know what I mean, the Lord says it's our time to go. So I want you to know that, like, for me, like, when I see people like you, like, even if, when I'm in my own broken state, like, I got to come in this mug helping other people even when I'm feeling like I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. But when I'm having those moments and when I'm feeling like I don't know if what I'm doing is working or if it's valuable or some days I wake up feeling like, man, I need some help myself. You know what I'm saying? So when I see individuals like you, like it just reminds me like because, again, I believe purpose leads to destiny. And it just reminds me like, yo, like what you're doing, I believe the, the best investment you can make is in people. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no greater investment you can make. You know, no property. I don't care what type of return they bring back. Like, when you invest in people, like, that means that you could go off and die. And that investment with that person lives on and mm -hmm. even in who they choose to invest it in. So I just want you to know that, man, in, in the times of weakness or in the times of feeling like, boy, you where you should be or whatever the case may be, hopefully you don't feel like that. But just know, like, I'm always peeping, watching your Facebook, like, seeing your movements, like, and everybody has been through the program, but just seeing your movements, and it it reminds me, bro, like, this is why we do what we do. You know what I mean? So, if anything, like, just know you have an impact on me, like, 
I look up and be like, all right, cool. Like, all right, let me go on in the Mission St. Louis. I might run into a Malik today. You know what I'm saying? You just never know who it's going to be. I appreciate that, man. It means a lot to me. So next steps, man, before we close out, like what, what you looking to do? What, what do you want to do moving forward? What's your hopes, your dreams? Eventually, I want to go to school and work towards getting my CDL and, you know, just really just looking looking out for my for my sisters and man, maybe, you know, getting into some more real estate and stuff, you know. Yeah, but yeah man. I, don't stop her. I got to keep going, you know, keep moving forward, you know, striving for better. Definitely, definitely, man. So, you know, we have a lot of listeners who may listen to the podcast, but may not necessarily be individuals who come from our walk of life. Or they may not even necessarily have know a whole lot about Mission St. Louis. So if one thing for you stood out, if you had to say something to someone listening, like, you know, this was the reason that I connected to Mission St. Louis, what would that be? What would you say to the listener that's like, maybe I don't know a lot about Mission St. Louis, or maybe I've never walked in your shoes, but what makes Mission St. Louis valuable for individuals that enter into our program? Um, I, I, could, I could say, like, man, I could say, like, leadership. I feel like it's a lot of it's a lot of mentors here, you know, that could help guide you, you know, if you... You're not feeling, you know, if you're not feeling like yourself or if you're feeling lost or whatever, I feel like if you need some type of guidance, you know, this program could definitely help you, you mm-hmm. know, so help me out a lot. You remember who your mentor was? I think his name was Pierre. I think that was his name. Yeah, Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <man. laughs> I see. Um, I think he'd had a, a couple kids since, um, since, you know, since he was my mentor, but yeah, how, how we doing? He doing good, man. He's still been grinding. Like, you know, our program, it looks a little bit different. So um, the way that we connect people to individuals in a program even looks different. So oh, okay. but we still try to keep in touch with all the volunteers that's been connected. You know, they have relationships with us, at least keep them updated on whatever pivots we make in or what we doing a little bit different. So right now we're trying to figure out what's the next move, like what's the next step for us as an organization, you know, uh, what are what are the needs, you know, in the community and then what are ways that we can meet those needs in a practical way. Uh, with COVID, stuff like that, like there's been a whole... Man, yeah, man, COVID, man, man. Crazy, man. A whole other beast, yeah. you know. Um, so, and it's crazy, man. My father passed from COVID. Um, I'm sorry um, to Funeral was last Thursday. So, like, it's been a lot, like, even with that, like, just dealing with that, you know, it's been, you know, its own thing. So, COVID has just created its unique problems, you yeah. know what I mean? And I think we're trying to learn how to navigate and how to deal with that, man. Yeah, man, it's definitely been crazy, man. I I had it, my mother had it, my little sister just had it, so, mm. yeah, man, it's nothing, nothing to play with. Nothing, nothing to play with. with. Hey, I was down bad. <laughs> me, yeah, me too, man. Well, man, again, I just want to say thank you, bro, for coming and uh, even just giving your time, you know what I mean? And um, definitely look forward, you know, to even getting you connected because, man, you got a lot to offer even to individuals that, just need to hear your story and need to know what it looks like to walk through that path because I'm sure everything wasn't peachy, you know what I mean? Trying to make it, you know, through that, through, through whether it was the six weeks or even after, you know what I mean? Just yeah. staying connected, you know what I mean? So just want you to know we appreciate your time, man. More importantly, like we encouraged by your success. You know, we need to come break bread in a new crib, <laughs> jump on your bed with my <laughs> shoes off or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But just want you to know you appreciate it and value, brother. Appreciate that, man.
Thanks for having me. All right, well, man, we appreciate y'all joining in, man. Thanks for listening to this brother's story. Hopefully, you're equally encouraged in the same way that I have been by his journey. Uh, people like Malik remind me that you have to see people for where they can be and not necessarily where they are. You know what I mean? Like, you got to look at people and see them as a person um, and make sure that we don't perceive or assume who they are without first getting to know those individuals. And while Malik can be a quiet and kind of chill brother, like I remember him being in classes and so he was soaking stuff up. You know, he didn't have a lot to say. He wasn't the dude that's the loudest in the room, but you knew that he was paying attention, you know, and, and he was being a sponge and that shows, you know what I mean, later on. And what that's reminded me as a mentor, as a supervisor or as a VP of an organization or a program, what that's reminded me is that everybody don't respond the same way to information. You know, uh, everybody doesn't engage, doesn't engage the same way with information, but that doesn't always mean that they're not soaking up what information is being given. And the only way you find out if that's happening is if you build a real relationship with that individual, find out who they are, find out how they respond to things, find out how they intake information. And that'll give you a better understanding on how they're receiving what's being given, but more importantly, how they're going to utilize it moving forward. So I say that to say this, love those who love you and get to the bag. It's good to have y'all. Jason checking out. Holla.